Welcome back to Movie Trailer Reviews Podcast. Your host Chris here with Ro, and we have Brandon joining us as well. Uh, we are here to talk about the last film in Marvel's Phase Four, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Uh, let's just jump right into it. And just so folks know, this is the non-spoiler review. We'll do the spoiler review. Well, we'll I probably this weekend. I'm pretty sure Deepom is seeing it like on Friday, but we probably won't release it until uh, sometime middle next week, just because. We like to not spoil things for people, unlike motherfuckers that come right out after they see a film and start spoiling it in their reviews right away. The fuck's wrong with people, man? I have no fucking home training. Um, <clears throat> what do you guys think? Sorry. I really, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I was, I was concerned as to what he was going to do when I found out that he had to completely start mm-hmm. over, that he had actually already finished the script. So I'm. I was pleasantly surprised. I was deeply moved. It resonated in ways that I didn't necessarily expect. Um, it was deeply respectful. And it was a graceful fuck you to a whole lot of people who think they need to tell this man and the MC how to do their jobs in ways that I really appreciated. Um, if we're not talking about Ruthie Carter again, come award season, I don't know what's wrong with folks because the, the, the wardrobe, she showed up, showed out, the subtleties of everything. Um, I love this as an ensemble. I thought it had some great moments that stood out, and it was a marvelous introduction of a character that I've been excited to see show up. And uh, I, I really appreciated the foil with Namor and that whole storyline and how it kind of wove in. I had a good time. I was not ready for my emotions to be dragged all over the place the first 10 minutes of the movie, but I deeply appreciated what they did. What y'all think? Brandon? Um, so I know one of the thoughts that I had was it felt like it, this came from Ryan Cooler, but it also felt like it didn't in some aspects. I think it continues to hit this mark where uh, Ryan is making different a different type of Marvel film than other other Marvel directors. And as far as just like a story and you know, an homage to Chadwick, I think it does a really good job. There are some parts where it loses me. Um, I, I have a bit of an issue with a lot. I don't wanna, I don't want to say a lot. I have a bit of an issue with some of the action scenes and um some of the CGI, but as far as just like the character development, the in-depth research, I think that they did into different cultures and then the way they represented them on screen, I think it's just highly praiseworthy. It, you know, it, there is so respectful in that aspect. And I kind of just think ultimately it is a, a beautiful story just, you know, about, again, uh, about grief and struggle and family. So, you know, ultimately, I think it is a good film. And yeah, um, you know, I walked away fine. Yeah, I um, <clears throat> I think that, you know, all of Marvel Phase 4 has basically been about grief. And so... I mean, this one kind of hits kind of close home because it actually is grief, and you can tell that the cast is actually grieving when they're like they're. You can just tell in some scenes they're not acting, right? Because 
I mean, they're grieving a friend. They're grieving their coworker. You know, they're grieving somebody that was really close to them and we lost suddenly. And so, you know, the way the story weaves that in, I think, is, is there to definitely play on not only the emotion of the cast, but the emotion that everyone is kind of feeling kind of coming into this. Um, and like you said, it's the way they then weave that into the story that they're trying to tell um, with the introduction of, of Namor and, and all this stuff. I think it works really, really well, right? I think it's a great capstone to phase four and kind of setting up and even the things that they have in the film it's like these are always kind of hard to do because we just got to kind of skirt around like we said we're not spoiling um but it does a really good job of kind of setting up some of the things you we know they're going to do in phase five or we kind of been rumored about doing and things like that um and like you said it's a it's a great introduction of a whole nother society here another uh advanced culture that you know gives us an idea of how they can start introducing different 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 elements right and so i think that's the thing that i really really enjoyed about this film like i said it's you know i never was worried about what kugler was going to do and what they were going to do with this film it was never kind of in my mind um but i was interested in seeing how they were going to tell the story and how they were going to pull it around and like i said i want to be very careful about things we talk about here just because i don't want to spoil it for anything but it plays also with them having to make the changes, I think it also does a really good job of kind of following off of the first film and some of the elements that came out of that first film, right? It's like, end of that first Black Panther film, Wakanda kind of introduces itself to the world. And this film also kind of is dealing with that consequence of what comes out of that. Because we got to remember also, it's technically been, what, six, seven years? Because you had the five-year gap, right? And so... It's actually been a long time, and so you have Wakanda with all of his resources, and then come and, and everybody else. And, and they're acting like you would think that these other nations would act when you have a superpower with some precious resource that they don't want to give up, right? Especially one that you've been treating like, as they called them, you know, primitive goat herders this whole time, right? You know, it's it's that kind of element that you kind of we almost kind of forget from. Uh, the uh, uh, the first film, uh, they were kind of you know Wakanda wasn't looked at as the superpower, world, and then they come out and you're like, wait, what? You got what now? Oh well, we should share that. You know, you should give it to us. And so that's at the center of kind of some of the the conflict here, but also I think setting up for a conflict in Phase Five. So I think it does a really good job with that as well. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um. I had problems with the, some of the visuals and some of the what and the effect that was in the first one. I feel like not all of those problems were resolved in this second movie, but um, you, I really can't talk in depth about some of the stuff that bothered me because they lead directly into spoilers. But I, I like like you said, all of the movies about towards the end of this and coming out of the snap and everything have dealt with grief and anger on some different level but i don't really think that this movie felt familiar it felt like it touched on some places about that how the unique ways people who have a far-reaching impact and who are also well loved get grieved in and outside the community and i really really liked how they kind of juxtaposed all of that in 
and 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 none of nothing felt useless. Some of the stuff I felt was a little, you know, a little clunky, uh, but that also felt like it worked because we were dealing with people who are broken, or we are dealing with people who are at different stages of, you know, trying to figure out how they process. But I think this is one of the better. Well, I'm, I, Ryan Coogler does not need people to come out and say weird ass things like they've been saying like oh he's elevated comics don't need to be elevated i feel like he built a story he like you said he he let it resonate where the people who were making this film were but i also feel like he pulled this ensemble together and and did a thing that a lot of black folks do say okay we have to figure out how to go forward and and i liked how they played in with the idea of respecting your traditions, respecting your culture, respecting your people, but also embracing the future and how those two things don't have to be mutually exclusive. I can't be more specific than that because it does ride into uh, spoilers, but I thought it was deeply ironic that the character that had to drive that storyline is the character that has to drive that storyline. I was like, oh, we talk about reality and honesty and being grounded, but they did it all without ever feeling like they neglected to move the story forward. And I liked how very subtle and light the touches were that connected it to what's happening going forward in the MCU. This was a movie about Wakanda. This was a movie about the Wakandan people and all of the fallout post-snap, pre-snap, his post-Chadwick's passing and the loss of a king all of that. And I like the fact that that was the real sort, true core of the narrative. I liked it a lot. Right. You know, there's, I think everybody was thinking about how this film was going to deal with his passing and the, um, the snap and things like that. But again, a lot of, there's a lot of callbacks of things and events that happened that you were kind of like, huh, well, you know, we did that. I wonder how that's going to have an effect right after the first film and you see here it's like oh wait no it did have an effect it actually was a big problem of what happened there right and mm-hmm. and so i i was i think that's one of the things i wasn't expecting is how much it and it should have right because this is a sequel to that but like there's a lot of those elements from the first film that people might have had questions about that we then kind of see those kind of come out from here right and so I think that that does it really well. And again, when you have something as tragic as losing Chadwick and you lose your lead that you built in, you were building an entire, not just a franchise, but an entire MCU around. And you have to come out with this. I was like, it's not even to me as a compromise. It's like, it works very well. Like it's throughout this entire film. You feel the, you feel like you're going on a journey because the characters are, are dealing with the loss of the king, but like also the actors and everybody else are dealing with this. You are, as the audience are also dealing with the fact that we lost this person that was taken from us so young that was doing all this stuff. And they, they weave that into bringing in Namor. They, they weave that into, you know, the things that the rest of the world are doing, which we know they would do. Right. And it does bring in some, there's, um, at least one character I know that we come from from the Disney Plus shows that's here. That again, we can't go too much into spoilers in there, but that's going to be a problem. We knew that we said that when we this character showed up, that it was going to be a problem, and it definitely is a problem. Um, and 
Yeah, I, I, I think the thing that also works for for Wakanda Forever that kind of has hampered some of the other Phase Four films is again, and I think it's one of those things of because of what it was dealing with with, with Chadwick's passing, it was also able to kind of feel like it's on its own. And I think this is where the MCU does its best is when it clearly is setting up for interconnectivity and the things we have going forward, but it's done naturally, right? Those are always the films that do really, really well for the MCU because the connections are more subtle. And so also there's not a a whole lot of people trying to speculate every five seconds that kind of almost take themselves out of the film. You know, this is, you know, I hate to use the word grounded, but because it definitely isn't. There's a there's a lot of fast-paced movement on there. I think sometimes the pacing can be a little bit much and a little bit more than we saw in the the first film. But yeah, no, I, I love this film. Yeah, I didn't I I agree I agree with a lot of that. I just I there were just so many moments in here that I was like, oh, this is fantastic. Or this is this gives us all these things. I think people are still going to trip over themselves to try to kind of steer away from what's the narrative to what's the quote bigger point because that's what they do anytime they reach an intersection they're uncomfortable with the leads not being the leads that they prefer but this movie even takes all of that into consideration and in the way that it presents stories and it it has overt acknowledgments to things that are going on and i i don't think this is probably one of the best visual handlings of the literal five stages of grief (laughs) that i've seen on screen in a long time but it's done in such a unique way that you can you can miss a lot of the things that are going on and the small questions and and in those quiet moments that get asked and i really did appreciate the fact that and i and i think maybe it's it i don't know you know we never we've never seen the original the the initial script that he was about to submit but i do think having to kind of take a step back might have put him in a position to where when they were thinking about how to go from story by to the actual screenplay, there's much more graceful ways than anticipated for how they picked up on certain relationships, how they, um, they, they, they integrated without really losing the loss of the vibe that you got for how Wakanda has always kind of presented itself to the world even before it outed itself as a power. Um, And I I really appreciated those moments. And, you know, I know some, I know one of the critics who walked out in front of me um, is a um, Latinx person. He said, I was really not happy that it felt like everything was just about brown and black people fighting each other. And I was like, oh, you miss, oh, you miss the bigger point. Okay. And I'm hoping I'm hoping a lot of people don't because I think that 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 juxtaposition that he put of the positions people get put in, you know, the real big reason being that's for why. You, that's weird as you walk out of the film, you you come with. Now, I'm not saying you, but like, but somebody walk out of this film and come to that conclusion. That is. Yep. <sighs> First words out of his mouth didn't sit well with me. And I know that there are some people who looked at the trailer and once they got past the fact that they were going to app openly acknowledged the death of T'Challa that they were like well where do you go from here I don't see it I think I came in with zero expectation after looking at the trailer I didn't look at anything else until after 
I already knew when my screening was. I only looked at behind the scenes footage that just kind of talked about, you know, set pieces and stuff like that. I didn't look at anything else. So I went in with as close to zero expectation or and um, just high anticipation of a hopefully good story. And I think I got it. I felt like I went on a journey. I felt like everybody grew in this movie. I felt like we got a lot of um, loose ends tied up, but I also felt like we got a lot of new questions asked. And I felt like we got a lot a lot more broadening of the world beyond, you know, the very centralized European, Euro-Western sensibilities of what we've been getting from the MCU. And I think it's only to the benefit. And I I recall, maybe it's just me, that in the comics, Namor was coded, lightly coded as Asian. After watching this movie and seeing everything they've done, I wholeheartedly understand why they pulled all of the different varying influences that have once ever been subscribed to him and rooted them in the culture and the part of the world that they did a hundred percent get it. And I think it's, it's fantastic. And, and I, if you don't know who Tanaka is, you need to go and watch Tigers Not Afraid because you will truly understand that this was not a one-off of his skill level at all. Yeah. What y'all think of him? No, I thought it was great. I I, I will say this. Uh, I I just I I subscribe to the thing. If I see a nigga pulling up on a killer whale, I'm I'm out. Like that's just Son it. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just I just that's my thing. It's like I'm just I'm a peace out because I like that's we you win. That's that's fine. What you, what you're saying? No, no. I think that there there was some, I I liked. There's a. There's a nuance to that character, and I also think that this, it's going to be interesting in seeing how <laughs> people compare his character to Killmonger, because there's a lot of, oh, Killmonger was right, type people, right? That, that happened with that when he was clearly fucking wrong here. Um, but Namor, you can feel a little bit more on some, I understand what it is. Like, it's almost to me, like, to that Magneto level where it's like, no, 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 I mean, this nigga killed a lot of people. He's wrong. He's wrong. He's wrong. But I'm just... But also, I understand, right? It's it's kind of that type of shit a little bit with him too, and like I think it's a little bit more nuanced than what they did with Killmonger because Killmonger I don't think was supposed to be that way. With Namor, you you get it, like you understand, and even when they decide to come in, because you know we saw it from the trailer, it was like when are you gonna tell the backstory? Because we see it in the trailer, we know we're gonna get it. I thought we were gonna open the film with that, and you don't get it for a while. And I think when you do get it, it's it's at the right time. Right, could it lead to some other conversations with another character? That thing were really well, and Tanaka does a good job of just—he does a good job of, not even good, a great job of the quiet threatening, like where he's talking to you in a normal voice, but he's also telling you he'll kill you and slaughter your entire family, but it's in the nicest way, and he'll even kind of smile at you, and you're like, oh, you're dangerous, right? My favorite kind. Right, right. No, no, no. He he does that. Perfectly. And I think that that works well because, again, much like the characters in the comics, you're dealing with kings, right? You're dealing with queens. You're dealing with people that have to make decisions that, you know, are not, you know, just solely for themselves. It's for their people. And so with that comes a lot of gray area. And I like the fact that we're seeing that here. And 
Yeah, I mean, I'll just leave it there because we'll have to discuss that more, you know, in a spoiler review. But yeah, I, I thought that that was a, I thought that was a fantastic job. Yeah, I think this is the first time that every single time that there has been a cause, that there has been an effect, that there has been a consequence, and you get to see some portion of each part of that storyline. So even when you start going into going, oh, but you still can't ignore things that you overtly saw here, you know. So they gave you that nice juxtaposition because there are a lot of times like, no, I understand. I understand. I get it. Um, But uh, th- it, this doesn't feel like the way, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or you've got um, you've got people who have debt and they're trying to figure out how do they, they how do they honor their, that debt or they've made a promise and they're trying to figure out how do you honor that promise? And it, I, there's just one moment in at least every single major character in this movie where somebody overtly asks somebody else, where, where, I need to know where you, where, where you are in your head. And I thought that was a great way to keep the emotional intensity, but also to give you the opportunity to give more of a 180, like have them turn their head around and take the camera with them so you can see what's, what's really going on. But you also got to see the immediate impact of whatever's happening in their head. So I, I really appreciate that. It's also funny. They actually managed to, to you know, blend in some humor, and it wasn't all the "we laugh at our trauma, we laugh at our pain" kind of humor. So I also appreciated that a lot too. Yeah. No. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, Brandon, you're quiet. What do you got? No, I'm just letting y'all go off. <laughs> um, I mean, I am honestly, y'all are, <laughs> y'all had a whole lot for this film and that's good i feel like that's really going to be the reaction of a lot of people who go to see the film when i left i went to the grocery store and i still had my um black panther shirt on and the girl at checkout kind of watching just the self-checkout area was like oh are you going to see that on friday because like i'm so excited to see that on friday and i was like i just came back from it and like you could her just like her excitement she was like what I'm like, yep. She's like, they they let you see the whole movie? I said, yes, the whole movie. And she's like, oh my God. And I was like, yep, you're going to love, you'll enjoy it. And I genuinely think that, like, that is the reaction that's going to be overwhelming theaters. But I also think, like, there's just, there's going to be, these, these films, like Black Panther films just hit different. And it's just, I think it is because of the people it's there, they represent as a whole, right? They represent a whole culture of people. And this one represents multiple cultures of people. And I was explaining to Ash, I'm like, this is a Marvel film that has, that is led by brown skin, black women, uh, brown people, and then a white guy. So it, to me, it's just like the representation on screen then the deep-rooted value, you know, in the presentation is just everything. You know, for me, the the film just kind of, it, it opens up the way it does, and you kind of, like, yank it back to a moment, and it's like, yo, this is, like, I'm, I feel like I'm closer to this person now because of this scene. And you're, you're just kind of watching this go along, and it can, it can get very uh, intimate and personal. But I think when they finally get to Neymar's story and like the way they tell it and the way they open it up, you know, you're like, oh, there's not really like 
they're villains, but they're not really villains. Like they're not villains. The villains are the same villains that are always villains in these damn films, actually. And the undertone of that is really isn't even an undertone, right? It is a huge overtone. But when his character goes off those subtle threats and stuff, they're kind of there. And there's one moment where he is talking to a character and he is very close and it is, it is very quiet while he's talking and it's super fucking threatening. And the thing that set me off was the way his eyes look because he wasn't looking at the character, but he was looking at the character and that shit just looked, it was, it was, it looked real crazy like what Bill Skarsgård can do with his eyes when he's playing it crazy. And that's when I knew that motherfucker was a real problem. But when they actually, I think his CGI and his action scenes are some of the best in the fucking film. Like, I think they actually saved so many other parts of the film for me that kind of fell flat. It just when it's like, oh, why does he have wings on his ankles? And then you see why. And I was just like, holy shit. Like, who? He runs on air. <laughs> this nigga runs on air. Yeah, I'm, not messing with, I'm, not, I'm not messing with him. He's a fucking problem. Like, it's like we, see, we, we are seeing villains. We are seeing villains enter the MCU that would put the Avengers in a fucking chokehold. Like, he is a goddamn problem, There's man. There's a scene with him and Mbaku where you're just like... Like, they, like everybody talking about it. Like, I like that you point out the fact that people, will, dumb people, I'm saying dumb people, I'm not holding back, idiots, smart dumb niggas will look at this film and be like, see, Killmonger had a point. No, 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 no. Neymar has a fucking point. Neymar represents a whole civilization of people, nigga. He represents errors mm-hmm. of people, nigga. He has a point about a specific group. That has always been a fucking problem to the whole planet, nigga. It's not the same. Killmonger was just mad. Right. Like, mad in, psycho- in psychology and mad and just angry mad. They're not the same at all. And, like, that's why I can kind of vibe with the, the, the push and pull relationship between like, Neymar's people and the Wakandans like that it's just it's evident uh-huh. like, I, I don't know bro I know he's telling us to get out and lay down but his lay down it, it kind of it kind of feel like we all laying down together I, I don't you know I understand we want to do the right thing but and, and motherfucker got a really strong point dog he right got a really strong point and that's why he recontextualizes why. what's the right thing and I thought right. that was smart and and but that's why uh, also when you said that you know that critic came it was like well it was just black and brown people going out it was like actually I mean no right you're missing the point right and and that's a point that's throughout this film that it just doesn't come down to like to be because to be, to be fair in the comics Wakanda and Atlantis and they don't call it Atlantis here they always going at each other right those are anymore in Black Panther do not get along right but that's not. They don't go that route for this. It's something totally different, right? And the, even the way it, it, it happens, and it, you get why. You get why there's just some things that can't cross, but even the way the story unfolds, you're like, okay, this makes sense. So it's, 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 there's way more nuance to it 
than what we did when we saw with Killmonger. But then also just the idea of there's black and brown people going to no, 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 no. Like you, you said, there's, there's a lot of cultures here. Like you said, you know, we got the we got the Mexican culture, we got black culture, but then we got the colonizer cult culture that's all throughout this film. White people, that's y'all. I want you to know that but white, see, white people, that's y'all. I just want to. Yeah, but see, that's that's what I, that's I just kind of looked at him, and I usually, <laughs> you know, talk to him a little. I was just like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm gonna let you cook, and I can't, not, not, not this time. But I also think that that that's the simplicity of a lot of things, and like you know, because both of y'all are right. Like he's playing a long game. He has been playing a long game, and he's been very clear about why it is that he's being the way that he is, and. You know, there are some tragic missteps that happen on both sides. But they happen for very different reasons. There are some extreme emotional responses from both kingdoms that are rooted from the same race, but provoked place, but provoked by a different cascade of events. And I really like the fact that they didn't neglect that narrative. And I think for some people when you get into a story that feels like quote unquote infighting, it does a disservice to the purpose of the position that everybody's taking. It's like the first, the opening of the seat movie is not the only impactfully pivotal moment. That is a brilliantly done set piece. There's another one that revolves around actually there's several, but the first one that revolves around queen mother I, like I, I've never had more of a moment where I like felt where Sinead O'Connor standing up on SNL screaming "Fight the true enemy" more in my life than watching that sequence play out and the way that they put it together. That the editing and the transitions, like the best parts of this movie for me, were the ones that didn't necessarily truly rely solely on the VFX and the weather. The ones that were that had the physical movement, that had action, that had like that that just felt like it was a dance and that you know that was most that was Dora and so when you get those moments and the way that they played in and the way that they used very forward dialogue and gave people like little short monologues that like you know fuck with what you want to but in all that lovely language that we 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 use oh so well I, I thought all those moments that i think that's the thing for me that that kept me delighted for the entire movie because those moments and those touchstones kept happening um and when they needed to move the the, the story and the narrative forward it didn't feel clumsy even if it felt clunky if the clunky was becoming because coming because it was coming out of the emotions or it was coming out of a bad decision they kind of made it feel they rolled with it in a way that worked so I didn't get as distracted by some of the things visually that I don't necessarily feel like they gave them the space they needed to perfect some of those looks, but they weren't enough to detract from everything that did work. And um, yeah, no, I'm not kidding. If you don't know who Mr. Huerta is, you really need to go at, cause he's got that cool. Yeah. Yeah. He got that whole, I'm staring at you and I'm staring through you. I can see you and all the lives I'm going to take from you and your entire lineage thing. Like, yeah, it's perfect. But I like the fact that they set us up to where we could still get to the place to where we were in the comics, to where these two people truly, truly do not fuck with each other. And they are really kind of as close to blood sworn enemies as you can get. I think this was a great grounding and a great opening gambit 
for that to lead into that, especially because he keeps putting them between a rock and a hard place. And because they're grieving and because they, they're trying to figure out what to do in the aftermath of having gone public in such a good, a big way and then having suffered such a loss shortly thereafter in, you know, relative terms of the snap, they, they kept acting like they were on the back foot. I like the fact that they leaned into that energy. And I do agree with you, Reed. Um, I think they handle any erroneous comparisons or Killmonger was right in an amazing way from the first act all the way through the end. Because it wasn't so, yeah. complicated. It was it, it 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 wasn't as complicated as Killmonger made it, which is what smart dumb niggas tend to do. They overcomplicate their reasoning by trying to balance the lack of intelligence put into the logic they have. And Neymar doesn't do any of that. It's short sentences, it's small words, and really, really big threats. That's like that's all he needs to do. He is an imposing figure whenever he floats on the screen. And it's, it's always the way he does it. One, you never know which side of the screen he's coming from in the frame, which I think is genius the way they do that shooting. Like, he legit scares these characters. And he scares characters that, swear to God, they won't be scared of him when they see him. And then their interaction with him, it is, a, it is immediate. Oh, I was wrong. Like they were like they were right. Like there's there's a there's a character in here who is pleading with them at one point about that character's interaction with his people and like the, the fear that you can see, the realization of oh, like they are they are a problem. You know, we 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 were the problem opening this film. They are the problem now. I think it's just it's very evident and it's it is just handled so well right and i appreciated that i do think that the third act of this film is clunky i I do think it's kind of clunky and i thought the setup was a i don't know something about the setup just didn't vibe but there's so many other things going on with the film that that are done so well and that they were not careless with and also just the underwater scenes and stuff in this film make the only the only thing they did for me the only thing they did for me um that kind of got on my nerves at first but then I was like nope now I feel 100% better about this is they reminded me of Aquaman in that they reminded me how fucking terrible Aquaman was when I watched them and my mind started to just go back and compare. So, you know, like I just like the way that Marvel comes in and does things just better. You know what it is? It's things better. And they, I'm, I swear to God, I don't know what Henry Cavill is going to do with his returned version of Superman. But again, in another Marvel film, they have done a Superman style character better than any other time DC has done it. And they do it with fucking ease. It's, it is remarkable. Honestly, it's fucking remarkable. Like there's a couple of things, right? One, 
because he keeps saying Namor's a problem, but his all we should say this clearly: it's all of his people are fucking problems. Because like, just like it was, you know, you had, you know, you deal with, you know, the Black Panther, but then you got the Dormilaji. Like, the Namor's a problem too, but then his people and what they can do are also big fucking problems. But like, I'm glad you brought up Aquaman because I was I was not gonna do it, but since you brought it up, you know what it is. There, Marvel's found a way to show these fantastical things. Like, if you go back and look at the first Phase One movies and look where we're at now and the stuff, it's it's night and day, right? But they find a way to like ground these characters. So when you see Namor swimming in the water, he acts swimming like you would think a superpower pe- person would swim. Versus in Aquaman, it's just kind of there, right? It doesn't feel like they're actually in water. Like, I feel like at some point they probably shot these motherfuckers in water at point in this film. Cause you're just like, they're moving like they're in water. Whereas in Aquaman, sometimes they're, they're not doing that. Right. No, dude, they get out of the water wet. Like they literally right. get it's, out it's, of it's, the, it's, yeah. it's, it's the details, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, the, it's the small details, right? It's the, like, I remember, you know, it, it's, it's that kind of stuff. Like when they're on land, they got to wear, they had the, the, uh, the, the breathing apparatus, like things like that. Right. It's just, it's it's just it's just it's the attention to detail and that kind of stuff that kind of pulls you and what it does is it pulls you into the world. So you're watching this dude who can do all these things, but you're like, Oh yeah, he's just a dude, right? I I, 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 I can I can relate to this this person, right? It just pulls you into the film a little bit better, right? And yeah, I I, I yeah. Yeah, it, I, they, I noticed I mean, that too. He had to learn how to swim for this movie, so I think you're right. I think they did actually put them in water. In the water. Did he? Did those breathing apparatuses work work both ways? Were they bi-directional? Yeah, they kind of did because they, they. Yeah, yeah. Bruh, right? Is, is, is that kind, is, is is that is that thing right? It's it's that level of detail that you that you give. It's it's just yeah. It, they even like okay there's one moment in here it's not a spoiler it happens early on that somebody actually says hitting the thermocline pla- plateau and then you actually get to see what happens thereafter shortly after in the water and that's actually accurate science and i was like okay okay y'all just mess with me but then when they actually have this other moment that's kind of fully rooted in the super uh, uh, quote big air quote supernatural it's still not and it's great. And I love the way that they played off this, this rabid thing that people have about making assumptions. Oh, it's got to be X, Y, and Z, or we know who did this. And then that plays into that other um, narrative that's very slowly building with this character passing through all the different properties that I'm loving. And I can't really say more than that because that would just ruin all the fun. But the way that they, they use that character for those pickups, the way that they kind of um, build off um, the the. It's kind of like this whole the, the reverse isolation. It's like the world is demanding that Wakanda becomes smaller again because they're uncomfortable with having to acknowledge them being bigger. And then you know, off over here, that Wakanda is actually dealing with this whole other thing that the world doesn't even know about yet, and is damn sure not ready because they're barely ready. And I just, I loved, I loved all those levels. And I, and I liked the fact that the movie was rooted in there and stayed there. And I asked, you know, again, 
if you have orcas on your side and we're not friends, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I don't need to know what else your people can do. You got whales. I'm going home. It, um, and if home isn't far enough, I'm going to the desert. I'm going to space. I'm leaving. I don't know if space is safe anymore. No, we've already seen that. Um, I mean, fair. Uh, so I do, I do have one. I'm not going to say it's a worry, but I'm going to be interested to see how this is discussed across sides. I'll leave it at that. Um, do you think a character that they introduced in this film, the way they introduced him, was too heavy-handed? No, I do not. I see. No, I and I was gonna bring this up by not spoiling, but I just wanted to say it's a fuck you to a group of people that have annoyed it's, me it for the <laughs> longest time, and I am so glad that Ryan Coogler that Kevin Feige and everybody on this mo- in this movie is not bowing down to that group of people. I hope they go fuck themselves and they choke in this fucking movie. I think and that whole there. scene says that without saying and any it of says it all there, or taking you out and, of the narrative. And I, I loved it. So glad for it. So yeah, what you gonna be? I'm sorry. Oh, they're gonna be. They're saying, gonna be upset. They're gonna be upset. Gonna be oh, yeah, they're gonna be pissed because love the it. character is very, very heavy-handed and i was like yeah only coogler could have put this character in this in a film this way i think i think that it would not have been accepted well from even some of our people i think would have had an issue if a character came in that strong but here it just kind of it just fits and I, i think one of the one of the best ways that it fits is where they where Ryan is really good at playing with comedy. They get those a lot of the scenes with that character are just funny. And that just worked. But I would when I when that when the character pops up on screen and they start talking and their whole mannerisms, I was like, oh, oh, oh Ryan, oh Ryan is just throwing this shit in people's faces. Okay. Bet. This is something we don't get to see on screen. I'm curious now to see how a certain side is going to react to seeing this in a, in, a, I mean, in a film period, not just a Marvel film, but in a film period. I mean, he, Brian introduced a couple of different characters and narratives in a way that's overtly heavy-handed and, and built around a key character, and he's introduced them in this narrative and regrounded them in this world in a way that's heavy-handed. And I agree with you. I don't think anybody else would be allowed to get away with that besides Ryan, but it's also because I don't think anybody else could have done it as well or as what he did. But there are so many different people who have had a checklist of should and supposed to, and the myriad of ways in which he told him to kiss his square at, squarely just kiss his ass, I think, one, it required a little bit of heavy-handedness because there are certain parts of this movie that there's going to be a certain segment of the people watching the movie who are guests. And there are certain moments and touchstones and pivot points that they need to make sure, we need to make sure that they, they don't miss um, because subtlety is not their strong suit. But on the other hand, I do think that he's talking squarely into the side. He's like, go ahead, talk your shit. I did what I did. I said what I said. And I think it works. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see the fallout. For lack of a better word. Yeah. Um, 
Um, all right, last thoughts and then what's your scores? I'm very happy with the way the score and soundtrack compilation was brought together. Um, I think it was exciting and entirely fitting, and I don't think if they had done any more callbacks to the first Sonic arrangement, it would have worked. So I was happy all the way through. So happy I already own the soundtrack. Um, and I'm giving this uh, an eight and a half or a nine. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in there somewhere. It's not perfect, but it's close for me, anyway, personally speaking. Okay. Brandon? Um, I'm at an eight. So I kind of went back and forth between a seven and a half and an eight on this. Um, I will say that I really do understand all of, I guess, like the supposed debacle surrounding one of the actors in this film and why that was so significant now and it, it it's what i thought it was um i i like seeing all of these characters back together again i like seeing these interactions again i like seeing in-depth stories right and i really you know um i appreciate the fact that it's films it's marvel films like this from directors like ryan that make the the way some critics look down on comic book culture just so ignorant because they're they're these stories that are just there are these stories here that you know the amount of research i think required to get these characters right in any adaptation you know um it just it, it 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 takes a lot of care, and that is clearly done here in Wakanda Forever. So you know, ultimately, you know, I think an eight out of ten for me, just is just that's where I'm sitting at, and I think most people are going to enjoy this film, despite any you know shortcomings that might bother you, and I think the rewatchability of it actually will help that score rise um over time because i i kind of went back and forth on that too when i left the theater i was like do i want to watch this again or it's like not, not, even, not even do i want to watch it again it's more it was more like do i have to watch this again because sometimes i feel like that about films um and i think with this one i'm gonna want to watch it again which is pretty much you know the reason I, another one another one of the reasons that i just like marvel films so much it, it's not necessarily do I have to it I would rather it be I want to watch it again so and I think also in comparison to the first Black Panther film I think the actual score of the film here is better for me than the soundtrack so I'm interested in getting my hands on the score which is I didn't expect that at all so that's that's where I'm at yeah um yeah, I'm I'm probably the highest of the guys. Um I'm at a nine. Um but also I'm part of that is also because I like where I like that the fact that this is the, the the end of phase four and I'm excited about what it sets up for the next phase and some of the movies that they've already announced. Um and I think it's it, it and I say that because this is not like a heavy handed way that they did this. 
it's 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 very subtle and it seems like it's going to be something that we're going to see play out over not just uh the movies but also some of the Disney Plus shows they're doing. So um that's also why I I'm really excited to see where that's going. So that's where I'm at. So um yeah, we we did a good job talking around on most of the stuff. We're like I said, we'll we'll get together and go more in the depth. Obviously there's some characters we didn't mention here. It's really because almost everything around some of these characters are spoilers. So um but yeah, I mean you guys just wanted to hear her talk about it. like there's nobody who's like if you're listening to going like, oh, I was waiting to hear from you guys to let you know if I want to watch Wakanda forever. No, you, no, you, stop. No, you weren't. What the fuck's wrong with you? You, you weren't waiting to hear somebody else's give you a thumbs up to go see this film, right? You're gonna go fucking see it. Even the haters are gonna go see this fucking film. Can need something to write their hate on. So, go see this film. It's gonna do massive numbers. Um, and um, yeah. Um, we'll be back soon for premium to talk about some of the spoilers as well. So, um, any last thoughts before we move on, guys? No, I'm good. Mm-mm. All right. Well, again, folks, thank you guys very much for listening, and we will be back soon. Until next time, we're out of here. Peace. Peace.